0: Thank uh. you. Welcome to The Big Interview. The Big Interview from the Customer Experience Foundation is our weekly podcast where we talk to the people at the sharp end of CX and contact centres, the movers and the shakers, the innovators, the disruptors, and the people delivering in the real world who share their personal stories of their journey through our industry. This week, I'm delighted to be joined by John O'Melia. John is Chief Chief Customer Officer at Content Square a global leader in experience analytics. When it, you may have heard about Content Square in May 2001 when it announced its $500 million series round led by SoftBank, the biggest venture round ever recorded to date. Content Square powers 800 brands globally with insights used by more than 1 million websites worldwide. The Content Square customer list includes 30% of the top Fortune 100 and fifty percent of the top ten global retailers. Its experience analytics platform tracks and visualizes billions of digital behaviors, delivering intelligent recommendations to bridge the gap between what brands think they are offering and what consumers are actually getting. John was previously CEO of SEal Software, which was acquired by DocuSign last year. He was previously general manager of Document and Product Group. And from up until 2014, John was Senior Vice President responsible for leading the Worldwide Services Organization for EMC's Business Unit. And from from 1999 to 2004, John was a partner at PwC focusing on strategic implementations of enterprise content management technology. John, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. That's quite an impressive career background you've got there.
1: Thank you so much. It's nice to be with you, Keith.
0: So, uh, tell us all about Content Square and um, talk us talk us about what it's all about.
1: You know, I've been uh, very lucky. I, I joined the Content Square family a little over a year ago, and it's just a wonderful company and and a wonderful space to to be in. Um, obviously, the the world is moving digital. I think COVID is. Dramatically uh, accelerated that uh, move to, to digital. And, and Content Squares are a, a really fun, innovative company. We we really help our customers to understand what's happening with the digital properties. And, and we capture all the information that's happening on the digital properties. So we can really help customers to understand what's happening on their websites and why it's happening and then really help them to evolve their experiences. And, you know, we, we, we have the tagline of helping companies to, to make their digital experience more human.
0: Amazing. And um, how would it differ from a VOC platform or how would it integrate with a VOC platform, such as Medallia or Qualtrics? So there's certainly some organisations that I'm working with at the moment in the retail space are using Content Square, but they're also looking at using those organisations for VOC. So, what's the where where, where, do, where do the two sit alongside each other?
1: You know, so the, the you know the companies that focus on voice of the customer generally are. Are uh, getting feedback from their customers about uh, an experience they liked or didn't like. And then they can use, uh, they can link to something like Content Square to, to really sort of look at that customer's experience and, and link back and say, what exactly happened with that customer? So m- maybe the customer had a bad, a bad experience with a shopping cart and maybe they did a lot of work to source the product they wanted choose the right size the right color and and then they got to the sh- to the checkout process and and couldn't complete and yes. uh, was exasperated enough that they they, they 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 felt the need to drop the company a, a, a note give them some online feedback and and what our technology does is enables those voc com- companies to be able to link that that sort of issue and and go back and look at exactly what happened. So we have technology like session replay, which would enable somebody to watch exactly what happened and see where the pain points were so they can, uh, you know, learn from that, optimize, fix whatever the problem was, and and hopefully get back to that customer and and give them, uh, you know, a a good path forward.
0: Yeah. Sorry, well on.
1: Now, so so obviously that's a part of what we 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 do. So there is a very clear link between those two technologies. But you know, we're much broader in terms of you know we we really do capture everything that happens on that website and, and yes. really understand what what what's what's the customers experiencing. So so that we can really start to use our our AI to to understand that experience and come up with you know solid recommendations for the customer in terms of how they can improve that online experience
0: yes and is it predominantly retail that you work or are you work in across sectors what are the different use, use cases that your that content square has
1: you know so we you know the the, the sort of business to consumers is is very much the the the, the sharp end of the market uh, for for technology like like ours so so we grew up in that space and you know a majority of our customers are in that space it's very clear for those customers if they're losing customers if they're not providing a great experience it's very easy for them to to put a you know financial uh, number on what that cost is to them uh, but we are starting to see as this space matures and grows, we are starting to see many other types of use cases. So, for example, big uh, technology companies are maybe, you know, you've got a big technology company who has a customer support organization. And they really want to optimize their digital experience so customers can source The right uh, information they need uh, without having to go to a call center, which becomes very expensive for them. So, if you imagine somebody with like print drivers, you know, you want to get the right print driver so you can set up your printer at home. You know, how do you use the website to make sure that the vast majority of people can find and install the, the print drive themselves without needing people interaction?
0: Yeah, fantastic. And you touched on um, ROI there, and that's something that the CX as a profession um, is still struggling with globally, proving the the, the return of, of of ROI and CX. So where where does Content Square um, deliver on that, and, and what can we as a profession learn from that?
1: Do you know? I think we we are leading the way when when it comes to to this. We we have built the technology to 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 really capture the 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 dollar value to customers on those interactions so if we look at, at issues that customers may have you know if we look at something like abandoned shopping carts uh, where people couldn't complete a a um, a purchase it's very easy to, for us to calculate the number of times that happens the value of those shopping carts and say this is the money you left on the table uh, by not yes. not having a better ex- experience and we really work with our customers in in a couple of ways and, and, and we have our, our conversations with customers are really value driven so you know we, we we have two measurements internally on our side we talk about projected value so we can go to customers and say here's a set of recommendations for you in terms of how to optimize your digital experience and we can put a dollar value on those changes that say if you make these changes or if you're able to make these changes, this is the the, the the uplift that you would see. So that's projected value. And then we turn that conversation around with customers into generated value. So when the customer actually makes the changes and they've been able to optimize that experience, then you can turn that into actual dollars realized by, by the customer. So uh, I think we're very much leading the way from that standpoint.
0: Fantastic. And thinking more broadly about uh, the industry, what do you think are some of the most disruptive CX trends we're seeing as we uh, navigate as the world navigates its way out of the pandemic?
1: You know, I, I think it's it's such a cool space to to be in, and and it, I find it remarkable how quickly this space is evolving. And and what you looked at a year or so ago as market leading, maybe table stakes tomorrow. Uh, that bar is just getting higher and higher every day, and. I was flying back from New York yesterday, and I, I was uh, was thinking about this. Um, getting back into the rhythm of traveling again, and I was uh, on my way from our office in New York to the airport, and I got the airline sent me an SMS and uh, and said you've been upgraded, uh, which was which was fantastic. You know that's the best news you can uh, you can ever receive if you're a frequent traveler, and and then you get to the airport and if you check bags they now send you you know the 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 tags electronically on sms so you don't you don't have to carry those papers and worry where you left the papers with the the, the information about your checked baggages they tell you if there's a change uh, to the gate uh, you know they tell you when they started boarding so so that sort of bringing in things like sms to to really make sure that experience is is good for the customers is 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 ground uh, uh, breaking so you're starting to see just a huge amount of sms coming along yes. to to really augment that customer experience and and I think that, that that really starts to go through to, you know, in, in, in industries like ours and in many industries, retention uh, of customers is is vitally important. And as I started traveling again, I I, I I've, I've you know I have a Peloton at top, and I I've not been using my Peloton the same because I'm I'm I've been on the road a lot more, and Peloton are clearly realizing that if I don't ride that bike more than yes. I'm currently doing right now, then I might cancel my subscription. Yes. And so, you know, every couple of days I, I get a note from Peloton saying, Hey, if we haven't seen you. Here's some rides coming up, you know, you know, uh, you know, really trying to encourage me to, to get back on that bike. And they're obviously trying to help me to stay in shape and have a good experience with their bike. But deep down, they also know that if I don't start riding, then, The renewals at risk and so that personalized experience and and trying to communicate with customers at the right time in the right moment is 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 key and and I think it's really evolving how we look at customer experience.
0: Uh, That's absolutely fascinating thank you 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 speak quite frequently about digital humanism in CX digital experience it's not a phrase I've heard before can you tell us what that is?
1: yeah i i think you know we as we engage with digital uh properties we we all have a sense of what's what's good and what's what's not good and you know as 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 that move to digital evolves we want to really try and bring in the the human aspects of uh, of of working with people you know respecting people's time um, you know, uh, making sure we we respect privacy, we we you know where we uh, show emotional intelligence when we're interacting with customers. We're authentic as 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 a uh, customers, and, and and really trying to make that that digital experience as human as it can be. So you know, if I will give you a couple of examples on on that, if you take something like respecting my time. You know, I think we probably all had experiences where, uh, let's say, you was looking for some new sneakers or trainers, as it would be in, in the UK, and you go on your site and you do your search and, you know, you've, you know, it shows you different pictures of trainers and you find ones that you like and you start looking at the pictures from different angles and you think to yourself, okay, this is this is the size, this is the trainer I want. And then you go to buy it and then it says... Sorry, we don't have that in stock. And it's like, why, why didn't you tell me that 10 minutes ago? You've just wasted 10 minutes of my life looking at a trainer I could never buy. Yes. And you know, so you know, if you had that experience related to your stock system, so you only presented trainers or sneakers that were actually available to, to people. Uh, You know, what a better experience that would be, you know, you'd respect people's time, you know, another type of example would be going back to that, uh, what we talked about a few minutes ago, where you have a a bad experience with a shopping cart, Uh, you know, maybe you put in a discount code, and uh, you know the discount code's not taking. And so, you was promised this this discount. You did all your searching, you found the products you want, and you get to the checkout, and now your code's not working. And do you pay the higher price, or do you abandon your shopping cart and disappear? You know, th- those things happen. You know, you know what if the company in question could capture that that issue had happened. And yeah. could send you an SMS and say, hey, I'm sorry, we realized that you didn't have a great experience there. We realized you ran into some difficulty at, uh, at checkout. Would you please accept our apology? And here's a special discount code. And you click on this link, we'll take you back to the checkout page and, 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 and take you straight back to where you were and help you to complete this order. That's a completely different experience to being frustrated and wasting your time on, on doing that. And I'm, you know, having grown up in the sort of customer success world, customer experience world, I always feel like, you know, the, the, the best companies separate themselves at the time when you encounter issues, not when things are going well. And Absolutely. so if you ever have a, a situation where it maybe isn't optimum, and that company steps in and offers you world-class customer experience at that point, that becomes memorable, and that becomes your takeaway, and that's what really starts to develop brand loyalty. And, and that's really what we're trying to do with our technology is to capture those clicks and those interactions and turn it into human understanding and help our customers to provide a much better digital experience for our customers.
0: That sounds absolutely fascinating um, and really insightful. How far away are we from that being quite common and mainstream though because um, a lot of organizations seem to be a million miles from that, or are some just simply going to get left behind do uh, you know
1: i think I think we are there today i I mean some of our our customers are using our technology and and those two sort of examples I talked about are linking it with stock systems and only presenting products that are in stock, that, that is definitely happening today. The the experience of being able to capture when somebody fell out of a shopping experience and being able to step back into that and try and capture it almost in flight and and try and address the problem, those things are happening. So the that the best companies in in the digital world are are truly there today and they are using our technology to help drive those those experiences and you know i think it's a challenge for for for, for companies you know that disruption is happening at, at an incredible speed um and i was i remember talking to a company not that long ago in the uh, sort of do it yourself world and they was talking about in the, in the bricks and mortar world, the, the competitive advantage was you have these huge stores yes. where you can get anything you want. You, drive, you walk around, you get paint, you get wood, you get uh, garden accessories, whatever you need. But as they move into a digital world, they face a completely different set of competitors. So let's say you're buying wood and... You know, your competitor is not an, a necessarily a, another do-it-yourself store. It's somebody who specialises in wood, and and what if they have an experience that says, choose this wood, you know, before lunchtime today, and we'll deliver it at your house by by the end of the day. Yeah, uh, you know that disruption is is incredible, and and yes. you know, you suddenly you got you know, different generation of competitors that are playing a different game to you, that are optimized in this digital world and optimized about a experience that is suited to that product. And, you know, only the really nimble companies that can really learn and evolve and make decisions at scale and evolve that experience at scale are really going to thrive moving forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely um, insightful. Thank you so much, John. Thinking more personally now, talk to us about your journey through the industry. How have
1: you got to where you are today? You know, it's. Uh, I I I think I've been. You know, first of all, I've had a lot of fun. Uh, I, I I I think I've been very lucky um, in in terms of the opportunities that have been presented to me. Uh, but I think you also make your own luck in in life uh, too. Um, I. You know, I grew up in the north of England and I've moved over the ocean three times with with work. Um, you know, you mentioned I started my career, early part of career, with Coopers on Lybrand. I grabbed a opportunity to, to to lead a global project in California, which got me over here in the in the first place, and uh, just I had a wonderful time doing that. But I then took uh, an op- a big opportunity to move back in Europe and get into a senior leadership space with uh, a software company called Documentum, that became part of EMC, and did wonderful things there. In the services world, uh, I moved into the sales world which as a as a customer experience guy is always uh, a uh, a big adventure. I then moved into general management I moved back over the ocean i, I then got involved in sort of scale up startup scale up uh, businesses and and it 's just it 's just been a blast i've 've I've really enjoyed it and for a guy from the north of england i i way, way exceeded my expectations.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. And what would you say you're most proud of in your career?
1: What would the big, big highlights be? Uh, that's uh, that, that's a good good point. I, I, I think you know I you know when I was at Coopers and Liebrand, there was a opportunity uh, that I I really pushed for. We we'd sold a big uh, piece of work in in California. And the person who was supposed to go and deliver that piece of work got cold feet at the last minute and stepped out. You know, it's a big decision to sort of relocate your family to the other side of the world. And he he stepped out. And, And I knew that we'd sold this work and I knew we were struggling to deliver it and i went to see my boss at the time and i said look i'm your guy i'm ready to go i i can do this project and, and and he chuckled at me at first and he said you know this this job's a couple of levels above your pay grade and and i said i understand that but i also understand you don't have a lot of options right now uh, and i've done a similar project and i'm ready to do this um and you know they they gave me the opportunity and I and I went over and you know I convinced the customer I was the right person to to do it. And and a year later I was running a center of excellence in the US side of Coopers and Liebrands and, and that wouldn't have been possible if I hadn't pushed to make that 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 happened. And and that really elevated my career and gave me a foundation for everything that came afterwards.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. And what would you say perhaps are some of the biggest issues you've had to overcome or some of the key challenges? Life always, doesn't always go swimmingly in our careers, does
1: it? No, it, it's not. And, you know, I've got lots of grey earth uh, <laughs> the, these days. And, you know, the thing I would say to, to people, when, when you're having a difficult period or you're working through maybe a customer situation that isn't going well, you know, when you look back in life, you realize that they're the times that you actually learn way more than when things are are going well. Uh, you know, it's, it's easy to be a leader. It's easy to, to, to run with things when things are going well. Uh, it's the real test of character when things aren't going smoothly. And I think that's where people really separate themselves in terms of the people who show real grit and roll their sleeves up and, and find another level to, to operate on. So, you know, I tell people to embrace those difficult periods of time and, you know, embrace it for what it's going to teach you and what how it's going to develop you and grow you uh, as a person. And I, I can promise people uh, i have had many situations over uh, you know the course of my career where you've had to dig deep where things haven't gone the way you wanted them to go and you know when i look back afterwards they they helped you to become the person who you are
0: yeah uh, we'll definitely support that so john as you know we always like to ask our guests to uh, reflect and help those coming up through the industry today uh, so you could go back to being 25 again what advice
1: would you give to your younger self? Uh that's a that's a good question. I you know, I, I would say be authentic. You know, really get in touch with who you are as a person and, and what you stand for and and play your own game and play to your own strengths. I, I think that there's been one or two times in, in my career when I look back where I tried to be something I wasn't, uh, particularly I think when I moved from the services role to the sales role, I, I, you know, for a few weeks, I tried to be this big sales leader that I'd always seen, uh, yeah. and it just wasn't me. And, uh, and I quickly realized that if I carried on that way, I was going to completely face in that role and I would be a disaster. And, uh, and I stepped back and I thought to myself, you know, what, if you, if you're gonna if you're gonna do this role, you've got to do it your way, and you've got to succeed being yourself. And 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 that was key for me, you know, being authentic and being absolutely true to who you are. I think is is paramount to 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 being a leader that people can buy into and can follow.
0: Uh, I think that's absolutely wonderful. And uh, finally, John, how do you unwind and escape from it all? Um, tell us a few things about you that we uh, perhaps wouldn't know from looking at your LinkedIn profile.
1: Uh, uh, so first of all, I have, uh, I have four children who are ages from 21 to 13. So they, they keep me busy and entertained mm-hmm. out, out of uh, work. Uh, so very much a family man. I uh, I'm a big Liverpool supporter, even though I live in uh, in San Francisco these days. I I I never miss a game. I uh, I try and block time in my calendar so I can I can watch. That must uh, be challenging at times with
0: the time difference.
1: You know, uh, on the weekend it's great because the games are on sort of seven o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning, and, and my wife likes to sleep in on a weekend so I can actually watch the game and she doesn't even realize I've watched it. So that's, uh, that's, that's a, a blessing. Oh. Uh, the European games, now we're in the champions league uh, thing that they're, they're a little bit more challenging around lunchtime. So I try and have a carefully uh, strategic lunch so I can, uh, yes. I can follow those games. So, uh, you know, I very much enjoy that, uh, and I try and play golf. And wow. I, I'm I'm pretty poor overall, but I I love the ex- experience. So, all of those things keep me grounded.
0: Amazing, John. It's been fascinating having you with us today. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I hope our listeners have found this as uh, insightful as I have. You can yeah, find out really lots enjoy more it. about the Customer Experience Foundation at cxfo.org. We thank you for joining us at the Customer Experience Foundation today and we hope you can join us next time on The Big Interview.